Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. Ink, a dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Well, hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. It's 2018 and we have three great shows for you tonight. The Bing Crosby Show, the Al Jolson Show, and the Jimmy Durante Show. We're going to open up tonight with the Jimmy Durante Show with his guest Lucille Ball. I decided to run that one first just because we know Lucy really, really well from I Love Lucy. Now, in radio terms... She had done a lot of guest starring roles on different uh, shows. She was in movies, of course, by this time in 1948. But she did not yet um, appear in I Love Lucy, nor the radio show that spawned I Love Lucy, My Favorite Husband. Now, in a couple of months, in July of 1948, they would air one episode the pilot episode, I guess, the audition episode of My Favorite Husband starring starring Lucille Ball. And it went over so well with the public that they decided to start the series up, and so they created a series called My Favorite Husband. And it's very similar to the I Love Lucy show, but of course doesn't have her real-life husband, Desi Arnaz, in it. And this show ran for about 125 episodes, I guess, for uh, from 1940. 48 until 1950, 49 or 50, right around then. And then they decided to take it to television. And when they took it to television, Lucy refused to do it unless Desi Arnaz was going to play her husband. So reluctantly, they chose Desi to be her husband. And Desi brought a lot to the show, both as an actor, but also as a producer and uh, director and just the he just changed the whole concept of television really because when they brought him on board he insisted that the episodes were filmed in front of a live studio audience and that they have the three camera technique that they use to this day on sitcoms um, just uh, amazing work that he did and it's great to read about the some of the innovations that he brought to television and then of course Lucy herself brought all kinds of unique um, what presentations of comedy for physical comedy especially to television uh, anyway here's a chance for you to hear her right before she's gonna really create the Lucy character that we all know and, and love so much after that we have the Bing Crosby show and on Bing Crosby his guest is 
actress extraordinaire Claudette Colbert. So I think you're going to really enjoy hearing Claudette Colbert on uh, Bing Crosby's show. Following that, we have the Al Jolson show with, of course, Oscar Levant on there as well. And their guest is Victor Moore, who you've heard a lot of times this season on uh, the Jimmy Durante show especially, but also the Bing Crosby show. So all three shows have great sound. I think you'll enjoy all of our presentations tonight. Without further ado, let's get into them. So here to start us off is Jimmy Durante with his guest, Lucille Ball. Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, the Crew Chiefs Quartet, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and our special guest this evening, glamorous Lucille Ball. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Rexall's prescription for a pleasant evening, the one and only Jimmy Durante, in person. You've got to start off each day with a song. Now even when things go wrong, you feel better, you even look better. Now for my second number, dedicated to the little lady I had a rendezvous with last night, I'll sing. Now is the hour. <laughs> I picked the wrong hour. Her father wasn't supposed to be home till midnight. Ah, <laughs> oh, you lucky, lucky schnoz. No wonder you're in such good spirits tonight. I hear you attended the wedding of the year, Lana Turner's marriage to Bob Topping. Not only that, Howard, look at this telegram I received last week. Lana asked me to help select her torso. <laughs> no, Jimmy, Jimmy, that word is trousseau. Ah, that's life. The minute you learn how to read, it takes the fun out of living. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I suppose you read in the papers that Miss Turner's trousseau cost her $30,000. A useless expenditure. Where's the line? <laughs> <laughs> they had that in small print. <laughs> When you got a beautiful cookie like Lana, why waste money on frosting? <laughs> you should have seen Lana's wedding gown. And who do you think picked it out for her? You mean? Durante. <laughs> and what a gown it was, Howard. A bouffant skirt with scalloped flounces and a peplum cummerbund made of champagne-colored lace with a cream de mint chaser. Surrounded by an embroidered bodice with a corduroy dickey and leg of mutton sleeves topped off with... <laughs> I knew I'd never get through it. <laughs> Surrounded by an embroidered bodice with a corduroy dickey and leg of uh, mutton sleeves topped off with 2,000 pearls, complete with oysters and a choice of two vegetables. <laughs> and Howard, the train she was wearing was even more spectacular than the gown. Oh, but Jimmy, the gown cost $30,000. How could the train be more spectacular? It wasn't an ordinary train. Lana was wearing the super chief. <laughs> I suppose on the day of the wedding, you really looked like Durante the Bon Vivant. It was inevitable, Howard. Inevitable. 
I wouldn't want this to get around, but every morning for the past month, I've been taking a bubble bath. I'm only telling you because I know it won't go any further. A bubble bath? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, you use bubble bath? Oh, isn't this wonderful? Ladies and gentlemen of America, Jimmy Durante bathes in bubble bath. Lucky for me, I didn't tell it to a blabbermouth. <laughs> There's some things a boy doesn't even tell his scoutmaster. <laughs> Jimmy, I hope you haven't let this mad social whirl interfere with your interest in the political scene. No, sir. I've kept the temper of the nation on the finger of my pulse. Why, did you know that last week the baseball season opened in Washington and President Truman threw out the first ball? Well, what's so significant about that? It's the first thing Harry's thrown at the senators this year that they didn't throw back. <laughs> Any like a Hoover vacuum you're cleaning up tonight. Well, that's very interesting, Jimmy, but uh, what's this I read about your plan to increase production on the farms by using music? It's a colossal idea, Howard. My plan is to put a 20-piece orchestra in every barn, and when milk and time comes around, the cow starts leading the orchestra and the farmer oh, now, wait, comes wait, in wait, and... wait a minute, Schnoz. I'm willing to believe almost anything you tell me. But how can a cow lead an orchestra? If Toscanini can do it with one baton... Think what a cow can do with four. <laughs> oh, gosh, Jimmy. Brilliant schemes like that certainly keep you in the public eye. True, Howard. Very is a truism. I, <laughs> I can't call my private life my own. Why, just today on my way down to the studio, a little old lady trips me with her umbrella, gets a strangle hole in my nose, pins me down with her knee, takes a good look at me and said... Pardon me, I thought you were Cary Grant. <laughs> Natural mistake. If you look closely, you can see we both have faces. Yeah. <laughs> Your life is so full of excitement, Jim. Howard, you don't know the half of it. When I look back through life, I find lots of memories remain. Certain days stay in my mind and keep running through my brain. I remember the day that Italy swam the channel. What a splash! I remember the Wall Street crash. Oh, when Winchell first shouted, flash! But there's one day that I recall, though it was years ago. All my life I will remember it, I know. I'll never forget the day I read a book. It was contagious, 70 pages. There were pictures here and there, so it wasn't hard to bear the day I read a book. It's a shame I don't recall the name of the book. It wasn't a history, I know, because it had no plot. It wasn't a mystery, because nobody there got shot the day I read a book. I can't remember when, but one of these days I'm going to do it again. And literature... There's nothing like sitting home nights at the fireplace with a pipe in your mouth, a dog in your lap, and a good book at your feet. <laughs> Why, I got one book at home right now that's a classic. And you know what it's called? It's called Forever Umbriago. <laughs> Why, on the first page of this book, they give you the name of the girl who wrote it. And right underneath her name is a private phone number. Copyright 1939. <laughs> and you know something? I've been dialing a number for four months now, and there's no answer. <laughs> but I'm not content to be home reading. I once spent two weeks in a library. Why? Because I buried my nose in a book and forgot which book I buried it in. 
But when I was ready to leave the library, I didn't take out a book. I didn't take out a magazine. I didn't take out a newspaper. I took out the librarian. <laughs> There's no fine if you keep her out for an extra two days. When I finally brought her back, they had to send her out for a new binding. <laughs> it wasn't a history. I know because it had no plot. It wasn't a mystery. Because nobody there got shot. The day I read a book, I can't remember when. But one of these days, I'm going to do it again. Yes, sir. One of these days, I'm going to do it again. Yes, you can be sure that more than 2,000 different drug products are pure when they bear the name Rexall. For the familiar name Rexall stands for purity, quality, and reliability in a complete line of drug products. It's no wonder that Rexall has won first place in the medicine cabinets of millions of American homes. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation where 25% of America buys its drug products. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. And now, ladies and gentlemen, in honor of the baseball season, I'd like to present one ball that's got plenty of curves on it. It's Lucille Ball. Thanks for the pretty words, Jimmy. You deserve them. Ah, Lucille, it's good to observe your pulchitudinousness again. <laughs> your lovely face, your form divine, and your hair that's out of this world. Oh, Jimmy, it's good to see you again, too. Your stalwart, manly physique... Your finely chiseled face and your hair... Yes, go on. Get some more hair and I'll finish the line. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's not much there, but every strand has a muscle. <laughs> but now, let's digress to a more fruitful topic. Tropic. I hear you're... St <laughs> I hear you're starring in, your para in a new Paramount picture called Sorrowful Jones. Oh, yes, Jimmy, and it's a wonderful story. What fun it is working with Bob Hope. Bob Hope? My nemesis. Don't mention that name to me. He's my only competition in the nose business. Oh, Jimmy, don't worry about him. When it comes to noses, he's a retailer. You're a wholesaler. Touche, ah. <laughs> Lucille, touche. And for your information, touche and touche is forche. <laughs> Brilliant. I did it by arithmetic. Brilliant. Listen, Jimmy, let's get down to the purpose of my visit here today. I heard that you were running for office, and I've got a plan that's bound to get you elected. You've got to come out solidly in favor of women managing industry. Women managing industry? Why, it's ridiculously, ridiculously. <laughs> They'll never show up at the office. What do you mean? Well, when a woman gets up in the morning, she puts on cold cream, vanishing cream, foundation cream, cucumber cream, and milkweed cream. Well, a woman has to use cream to look good when she goes to work. How can she go to work? She's got to keep her head in the icebox all day to keep her face from curdling. <laughs> no, 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 Lucille. Woman's place is in the home. Oh, not anymore. Why, I bet if women were given half a chance, they'd completely take over industry and the men could take care of the house. 
Let's look a few years into the future and see how it would work out. Oh, boy, what a day I had at the office. Darling, I'm home. Oh, there you are. That apron and dust cap you're wearing fooled me. It fooled the Iceman, too. <laughs> he melted down 50 pounds before he discovered his error. <laughs> Tell me, dear, how did things go today down at the office? Oh, terrible. I've got a new secretary, and is he dumb? He fell off my lap three times. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. My mother told me you turned fickle as soon as I developed middle-aged spread. Ah, <laughs> I know I'm just a drudge. Well, you don't have to be. I told you to get a man in to do the housework. How can I when you only give me $30 a week to run the house? Look at Mr. Brown upstairs. His wife gives him $40 a week. Oh, Mr. Brown. I'd give him 40 myself. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. You don't love me anymore. That's why you're so grouchy in the morning. Well, how can I help being grouchy in the morning? Did you ever get a look at yourself with your nose up in curlers? <laughs> well, I only do it for you. If I didn't curl it, we'd have to use twin beds. <laughs> well, maybe I'm getting a little frowsy, but what do you expect? Look at the clothes I have to wear. Your mother's old worn-out slacks. They don't even fit me. Well, can I help it if you're dumpier than she is? It isn't that at all. Where I squat, she's not. And where I stoop, she droops. <laughs> I'm sick of this life anyway. I liked it better when women took care of the house and men went out knowing the living. Oh, you're just tired, dear. You've done a wonderful job around the house. Why, on Washington's birthday, you baked me a lovely cherry pie. And on Easter, you made me a beautiful bonnet. Believe me, dear, you can do anything a woman can do. I got news for you. On Mother's Day, I resign. You see, Lucille, it just wouldn't work out All right, Jimmy, I thought you made a wonderful housewife You can't get away from it, Lucille Females belong in the home And here comes a female I wish I had a home for The gal at the top of the record list Peggy Lee In person Peggy you know Lucille, don't you? Sure. Hi, Lucille. Oh, where did you get that adorable dress you're wearing? Oh, it's just a little thing I had created for me by Scaparelli. You should see my new... But, Peggy, your outfit is lovely. Where did you get it? Well, it's a new design by Hattie Carnegie. Well, when it comes to clothes, but I've Lucille, got to... where did you get those stunning accessories? Well, the shoes are by Capizio, the handbag is at Evan's creation, and the hat's by John Frederick. You'll notice they didn't mention Adrian. He's spending every minute whipping up my new spring halter. <laughs> But we'll carry on our industrial disruption later. <laughs> You've got to skip over that, boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Peggy, will you smooth my jangle noise and sing something pretty for me? Start the music, Jimmy, and the next voice you hear will be mine. Get the one you love alone tonight It's a sentimental thing to do While you're walking, hold her hand so tight 
it's the sentimental thing to do find the country lane where a robin's refrain serenades you from above while the stars appear hold her ever so near reminisce a bit and kiss a bit don't miss a bit of love and be sure to say how much you There are many things which can't be seen with the human eye, and among them are chemical changes in dark liquids. That's why the Rexall Control Laboratory uses an instrument called a titrimeter, which contains an electric eye. The electric eye actually blinks when a chemical change occurs in a solution, a change which could never be noticed by the eye of a man. And what's the significance of the titrimeter? Well, it's only one of the many instruments used daily in the Rexall Control Laboratory for scientifically measuring analyzing and testing Rexall drug products. But it's one more strong reason why you can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Lucille and Peggy, have I convinced you that women don't belong in industry? Well, I still don't agree with that, Jimmy. Why, look at history. Behind every great man, there was a woman. That's right. George Washington had Martha, Abraham Lincoln had Nancy Hanks, and Artie Shaw had... Well, we don't have time to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, to prove to you that you're wrong, girls, I've arranged a tour of the nation's big industries to find out how they feel about women in business. Is the gang ready, Peggy? All set, Jimmy. You carry the ball. If it's Lucille's ball, I'll be happy to. LAUGHTER 
any state in the 48th is great. The 48 is great and any state is a reason we should celebrate. We ought to celebrate and we're gonna see just how women would be in big industry today. Lucille Ball, Peggy Lee, take the survey with me. Just show us the way. Now we've a magic carpet to take this trip. We pull a string and away we rip. Hey, boy, this is some magic carpet, Jimmy. Yeah, what kind is it? It's a genuine Persian hooked rug. He got a galoop, akba, flak, leek, milik, boom, glip. Who's that? The Persian I hooked it from. <laughs> I got a million of them, a million of them. Now any state in the 48th is great. Well, Skipper Durrani, that city head looks like our first stop. It's a good-sized town. Get ready for a landing. Everybody get your faces going. Everybody set for we are going. To a place where beer is flowing. Milwaukee. We'll see if women in industry has panned out. Here's your chance to get acquainted, so put your hand out to Milwaukee. There it is. Go on down and see how women rate with the Milwaukee industrialists. Jimmy, what industry are we visiting here in Milwaukee? An important one, the Schultz Pickle Works. Let's go in and you do the talking. Pardon me, sir, I'm Lucille Ball, and standing here beside what me... What is this cucumber doing out of the vinegar vat? <laughs> Please let go of my nose. You know, most people have the pickle in the middle, but his is on top. But it's a pleasure, a pleasure. <laughs> pleasure to talk to you, Mr. Schultz. Are you always so effervescent? Did you ever see me when I effervescent? Ah! <laughs> oh, I love these kind of carrying on. Not only does it do an old joke, he steals one of mine. <laughs> well, Mr. Schultz, we came here to find out how you think women would be in the pickle industry. Well, it just so happens that I could use one woman. You see, this morning I had to fire my foreman. You fired your foreman? What for? <laughs> he was pickled and the pickles wasn't. <laughs> well, Mr. Schultz, is there any way you can tell if a young lady would fit in the pickle industry? Well, there is one test which is conclusive. If she could bite into a pickle without puckering, she is a natural for the pickle business. Okay, give me a pickle and I'll bite it. Now, guarantee it doesn't make me pucker. Here goes. Well, Lucille, how did it affect you? That's funny. I don't feel a thing. <laughs> I'll get it for you, Mr. Schultz. Hello? What's that? You want me to keep Lucille Ball puckered up till you get here? Okay, goodbye. Who was that? Governor Folsom of Alabama. <laughs> and he state in the 48 is great. Ah, this looks like a nice little town. From the looks of one of those signs, we're in Paris. Gee, we couldn't have traveled that far. We're coming to the peaceful town of Paris, Illinois. Paris, Illinois. It's not a town of great renown. Paris, Illinois. Paris, Illinois. Nothing alarming, it's charming to be upon the sea. Quiet and serene. may not have a tower, but with Lucille, they'll really have a ball. 
Well, what industry are we going to check in Paris, Illinois, Jimmy? It's right here, Lucille, the second largest perfume factory in the country. Who owns it? Relax, kids. It's Hot Breath Houlihan. Now I know who set fire to B.O. Plenty's house. How did you happen to take up the cosmetic business, Miss Houlihan? I studied cosmetology at the university. Did the professors teach you anything? It was about even. <laughs> you know, this kid could give Mr. Anthony a problem. <laughs> I'd sure like to be the problem. It's better than sitting home nights with my stamp collection. Well, it's uh, awful sweet of you to say that. Love a lips. It gets around. It gets around. Victor Moore said that last week, but any of us glamour boys can use it. Well, Miss Houlihan, we want to find out a few things about the cosmetic industry. What products do you make here? We carry a complete line of beauty creams. That sounds interesting. Maybe I'll try some on my face. Oh, Jimmy, she sells beauty cream, not Miracle Whip. <laughs> I know there's a million good-looking guys, but I'm a novelty. Well, what other products do you sell here? Well, I have a complete line of perfumes. They're called Abandon, Yield, Retreat, Give Up, and Surrender. Haven't you got something with a little more willpower? <laughs> with a perfume like that, I'd be afraid to be in the same room with myself. I've got to admit the cosmetic industry is one where women rule. I'm forced to agree, Lucille. But tell me, Miss Houlihan, to what do you attribute your great success? Well, I'll tell you, nature boy. <laughs> I swept into the limelight when I invented a perfume called Go Away, Henry Wallace. Go Away, Henry Wallace? Yeah. When a girl is sitting on a sofa with a boyfriend, she don't want a third party. Let's go, Lucille. And he's taking the 48 is great. There seems to be a lot of factories in the distance. Factories mean big business, and big business means Durani. And Durani means business. Let's go. It was a smoky city, the stoky city of Pittsburgh, PA. A lot of coal is mined here. There's much to find here in Pittsburgh, PA. Club named Variety. And there's Carnegie Tech, Pittsburgh U, and Duquesne University, too. In Pittsburgh. Go on down and see how you rate in Pittsburgh. Gosh, Jimmy, look at the size of that steel foundry. Yeah, let's step in and talk to a real steel typhoon. How do you do, sir? We heard that the steel business is the roughest, toughest, two-fisted, most hard-bitten industry in the country. How did you get to be head man in it? Guts. <laughs> oh, what a day I've had. The Republican Party just ordered 10,000 diaper pins to use at their convention. Why does the Republican convention need 10,000 diaper pins? I guess they expect it to be a three-cornered race. <laughs> Ah, that's my gal who said that, and I wish she hadn't. 
Well, tell me, do you think there's room in, uh, for women in the steel industry? Heavens to Betsy, no. In the steel business, you have to be hard like I am. Look at me. I'm made of pig iron, do you hear? Solid pig iron and nothing in the world can melt me. Well, look here, Mr. Solid Pig Iron. How would you feel if you had a partner like me working with you side by side? Oink, oink, oink. <laughs> that takes care of the women in industry. Take me home, Lucille. Any state in the 48 is great. Milwaukee. Paris. Pittsburgh. You can travel north, south, east, or west. The women in big industry have passed their test. It's great. Wonderful. Marvelous. Stupendous. Any state in the 48 is great. Good health to all from Rexall. We hope you're feeling fine. So always call for Rexall, where you see the Rexall sign. Remember, 25% of America buys its drug needs in Rexall drugstores. Rexall is at large and respected family of more than 2,000 different drug products. You can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Available in Rexall drugstores everywhere. Touche, Howard, and I'd like to add... I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs, and uh, furthermore, Umbriago, he prefers them to we buy Rexall, that's all. How about you? Thanks to Theo Ball for visiting us tonight, and friends, Victor Moore will be back with us next week. Well, Rexall for tonight from Peggy Lee, Roy Bargie, the Crew Chiefs Quartet, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and Jim, I understand you're leaving for Salt Lake City tomorrow to take part in their local campaign for the American Cancer Society. That's right, Howard, but there's nothing local about the need to fight cancer. That's a problem for every person in every community in the country. So, folks, let's give every dollar we can to the American Cancer Society. This program is produced and directed by Bill Cohan. Good health to all from Rexall. Good night, Mrs. Calabash. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. Someone waits for me. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Claudette Colbert. Gee, Claudette Colbert, what do you know? Ladies and gentlemen, during the coming month of huh? May, many important personages will be celebrating their birthdays. Among others, Happy Birthday will be sung to the Dowager Queen Mary, Irving Berlin, Jim Farley, Elsa Maxwell, Kate Smith, and Bing Crosby. How'd I get in there? Oh, they make me say these things. I don't well, know. you know... How'd you know it was my birthday coming up so soon? Oh, that's easy. Your brother Everett was over this afternoon taking up a collection to buy a bathrobe. <laughs> what size bathrobe? 54. That's Everett's size, all right. <laughs> I want to thank each and every one of you who kicked in so generously toward a bathrobe for Everett. <laughs> now, just work on some slippers for me or something and an old pipe, hmm? You know, Bing, it'll soon be Al Jolson's birthday, too. Jolie, was he born in May? Yeah, May 32nd. May 32nd. <laughs> 
That's a day that occurs only once every 500 years. <laughs> well, then, Jolson is about due, yes, and I'm about due to sing. The rhythm airs and John Scott are ready. We shall hit everybody with the Thousand Island song from the Broadway show, Angel in the Wings. Better catch that in about three weeks, too, if we can get ducats. <laughs> Looking, always looking for Florence. Holler and yell and call and screaming for Florence. Facing north, turning south, where's the east, which is west? So confusing, still we know she's the best. I left the one I love on one of those thousand islands. But unfortunately, I can't remember which one. So I row, 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 row up the river St. Lawrence. And I'm hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? I wouldn't be so lost up here on the Thousand Islands If we only had met on the Isle of Capri Now I just can't find the place she marked on the postcard Call the Navy and Coast Guard Oh, where can you be? I mustn't take a nap, I gotta watch the map, that was Island 793. Roll from shore to shore, knock on every door, how many thousand islands can there be? Sound look like Mercer in here. I better find you soon, cause I see a thousand rowboats. And the fellas inside look mighty lonesome to me. Oh, when they row, row, row up the river St. Lawrence, they all hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? You mustn't take a nap, gotta watch the map. That was Island 793. <laughs> from shore to shore, knock on every door. How many thousand islands can there be? Can there be? I better find you soon, cause I see a thousand rowboats. And the fellas inside look mighty lonesome to me. When they row, 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 row up the river St. Lawrence, they're all hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? Flossie! Can you be? That was very good, 
thing in rhythm airs. Just a little, I like that. Yes, mm. that's what I'd call a real musical salad with Thousand Island dressing. I'm a Roquefort man myself. I used to go for Russian dressing until Winchell tipped me off. Good. <laughs> Say, Bing, speaking of islands, you remember all those desert island contests the college boys held years ago? Oh, yeah, to choose the movie actress they'd like to be stranded <laughs> with? That's right. <laughs> Who'd you used to vote for, Bing? I'm not going to tell you. Date me. <laughs> Secretly, it was Nita yeah. Naldi. Nita Bear or something Nita, like that. Nita Naldi. How do you vote today? Well, that's easy, Ken. If I had to be cast on a desert aisle today, I'd want my good old Philco portable with me. Well, uh, why not a Philco table model? No tables on desert aisles. Oh, that's right. Then uh, how about a big, beautiful Philco console model? Too bulky to swim with. Besides, where could you plug uh, in the console? Oh, it's very simple. Just attach it to an electric eel and you're in business. Isn't that nice? Tell us more about electric eels, Daddy. Come on. <laughs> Well, Bing, I'm not too familiar with electric eels, but those Philco engineers do think of everything, and you got the whole works with Philco's new 1286. This great new console really sings to you. Listen to its glorious golden tone at your Philco dealer now. Man, that's quality in a radio phonograph. Glamorous mahogany cabinet to match with loads of record storing space, plus FM, shortwave, and Philco's automatic record changer. And that's a real smoothie, too. Plays up to 12 records at a clip. Slick quick and quiet. For luxury listening at a price that won't bust your budget, see, hear, and compare Philco's great 1286. It's a sensational value from the world's largest radio manufacturer, Philco, famous for quality the world over. Here is Friendly Mountains from a picture out soon entitled Emperor Waltz. Although the locale of this Technicolor Triumph is the Tyrolean Alps, we found some very flashy scenery right up in the Canadian Rockies around Jasper Park. Those familiar with this snow-capped region will see Mount Edith Cavell, the Columbia Icefields, and Crosby in alpine pedal pushers with a feather in his hat. Gee, all that music, too? A big bargain, my friend. Bum, 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 bum. If you feel a song, then let the song begin, and you'll find the friendly mountains joining in. Joining in. Joining in. Joining in. Loosen up your pipes, and brother, you can bet. It's as pretty as a barber shop quartet. Quartet, quartet, quartet. Say you take the lead and you think you're all alone, but you find you've got a tenor, bass, and baritone. Tenor, bass, bass. Baritone. Baritone's a little hammy. You can raise your voice and sing out hip hooray, but it always comes back holy ole he, holy ole he. Give the birds a break and hustle up a song. And let the friendly mountain sing along. 
Since early morning, we've had our mop and bucket brigade scampering around the studio, getting everything scrubbed and shiny in anticipation of the arrival of tonight's guests. It's not often that we get into such a tizzy, but when Claudette Colbert comes to visit, we feel that we should look our apple pie best. Welcome to recently renovated Felco Radio Time, Claudette. Thank you, Big. <laughs> Claudette, don't you think it's pretty nice for us to sort of clean up the studio just for you? Yes, it was, Bing, but I think you should have warned me. Warned you? Well, if I'd known I was coming down here to swing a mop, you know, I'd have worn some old clothes. <laughs> you just got here for the finish. Most of the heavy work was done before you arrived. Well, I know I got here in time to move the piano all alone. Hmm, yes. Well, you did draw the short straw, you know. <laughs> Nobody forced you into the drawing. Bing, when you held out those straws, you gave everybody to understand there was a malted milk on the other end. <laughs> oh, no, you misunderstood. The malted milk was the prize for the best worker. <laughs> you should have seen this place before you got here, Claudette. Why, that corner over there was all cluttered up with fish and tackle, hip boots, and an old batting cage that used to belong to the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Well, at least you piled it neatly. Oh, no, not there, Claudette. You're looking at John Scott Trotter. <laughs> oh, uh, well, he's piled neatly. <laughs> John always looks neat. He's like a well-kept mountain. <laughs> that boy is really ship-shaped. He certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Mary, huh? <laughs> Before we go any further, Claudette, I want to tell you that I saw you in Sleep, My Love. It was a good picture. You were prettier than Don Amici. Oh, well, it's sweet of you to say so, Bing. I Bing. thought you were. I saw you in Rotorio, and you were prettier than Amici, too. I don't know. What a smile he's got with those beautiful, long, white teeth. Oh, Don hasn't got long teeth, Bing. He's just got short gums. <laughs> well, I, I'll say one thing, Claudette. I think all of us in pictures are pretty lucky to have hit them during the halcyon days. What do you mean? Well, originally, a theater was just a place to go and see a picture. Nowadays, movies are just decoys for candy stores. Oh. <laughs> You're right. I can remember when I was a kid, the only place in a the theater to get chewing gum was under the seat. Yeah. All broken in and ready to go, too. <laughs> Nowadays, when you go into a theater, you have to fight your way through an army of people selling everything from popcorn to hamburgers. That's right. If this keeps building, the movie theater tomorrow will look like the Rexel drugstore of today. <laughs> Honestly, if this selling avalanche doesn't stop soon, the time is bound to come when a husband and wife will really be perplexed when they read the movie page. I tell you what, Claudette, you be a wife, I'll be your husband sitting in the parlor after dinner one evening in the year 1955. Okay, Bing. We're sitting in the parlor. Say, honey, how about going to a theater tonight? Good idea. I haven't been shopping all week. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at the movie page. What's playing at the Hawaii? Let's see. Oh, oh the Hawaii has a big sale on pineapple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, do we need pineapple, dear? No, not particularly, but I do need some new nylons. I wonder where stockings are playing. <laughs> oh, you can get stockings at any theater now. What's, uh, what's at the Fairfax? Uh. Ben Hur Coffee, Ben Wristwatches, and Benny Fields. <laughs> Benny Fields? That's the new real estate development in the valley. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. 
Say, I picked up uh, uh, something over the grapevine at the office today. They tell me they're going to have a big sneak preview at the Westwood Theater tonight. Come to think of it, honey, I can't go to the Westwood. I've got to go to the Bijou. Why the Bijou? I have a dental appointment there. <laughs> I tell you, let's go to the Gem Theater. According to Luella Parsons' shopping guide, the old Nick candy bars are terrific there. Oh, I wouldn't go to the Gem Theater after that awful disaster they had the other night. What disaster? The root beer barrel burst and drowned eight people. <laughs> well, they should have had a lifeguard there. Gosh, Harry, I, I don't care to get dressed and go out just to go shopping or to eat. I, I wish there was some place we could go and see a movie. Shh, shh, not so loud. Don't say movie like that. Let's tune in the underground radio. Maybe someone, somewhere, is daring enough to show a picture tonight. Harry, we, we wouldn't dare to tune in the underground radio. Remember, the Popcorn Trust has spies everywhere. <laughs> Don't I know it. Those beasts, they caught poor sad Sam Hogan listening in last month. And a firing squad stood him up against a wall. Oh, the brutes, they riddled his body with unpopped corn. <laughs> I don't care. I'm so hungry to see a movie, I'd settle for a Bob Hope picture. <laughs> Where are you? All right, let, let's tune in the underground. Maybe there'll be some news of a movie legger. All right. Are the blinds drawn? Yes. Now huddle up close to the speaker. We can't take any chances. Now let's see, what's the number on the dial? Two left, one right. I always forget. They have to change it every week, you know. Attention, all movie lovers. Attention, all movie lovers. Boy, the heat must really be on tonight, huh? <laughs> According to a dispatch just received, a M-O-V-I-E will be shown in the Los Angeles area tonight. Will all faithful movie lovers now please consult their code books? Where's the code book, honey? I've got it right here. Ready now? The central point is Fifth and Hill. Fifth and Hill? Let me, let me see. Here it is. La Brea and Wilshire. Now... Proceed, Crindleflag, for nine pranistoles. <laughs> that means go three blocks north and turn to the left. Or... You got that? Yes, yes. Turn up alley until you reach door on left marked with secret sign. Knock five times and ask for Max. Did you get that? Ask for Max. That is all. Good luck. I wonder what picture is playing there. Picture playing tonight is Ask for Max. Oh, they got me. <laughs> oh, darn it, no movie tonight. Oh, God. Well, thank you, Claudette. I certainly hope things never get as bad as we painted them. Now, if you'll stand by, I'd like to have you hear the number one song on the French hit parade. Oh, something from Paris. Mais c'est très charmant. Oh, oui. The title, Claudette, is your too dangerous, Sherry. You're too dangerous, Sherry. Too dangerous for me I know I can't resist you You're too beautiful, Sherry 
what will become of me? Will I regret I kissed you? You're too glamorous, Sherry, so amorous, Sherry, so thrilling in my arms. I know it's foolish to love you so much, but I forget to be smart when you touch me. My heart tells me to beware your dangerous sherry, but I don't Claudette, uh, there's some French lyrics here on the song sheet. I got it right in my hand. I really think Cherie should be done in French. How about singing it for us? No, no, you give me that mop again, but no singing. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Bing, I just heard the tune. I couldn't sing. Well, it. jump in with me. I know the music uh, well, fairly well. <laughs> Not too well. Does it sound like I know it? I'll help you through that if you'll steer me through the French. Okay, but boy, this is going to be Le Clambake. Well, Le Clambake or not, <laughs> let's give it a whirl. A little arpeggio, please. Mm. Francais. <laughs> Quand je la prends dans mes bras Elle me parlait tout bas Je vois la vie en rose Elle me dit des mots d'amour Des mots de tous les jours Et ça me fait quelque chose Elle est entrée dans mon cœur, née par des bonheurs dont je connais la cause. C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie. Elle me l'a dit, la jurée pour la vie. 
que je l'aperçois, alors je sens en moi mon cœur qui bat. Ah. Oh, that was really good, Claudette and Bing. You know, Bing, uh, after all, I'm not one to complain, but it seems like everybody on the program is allowed to sing except me. Ken, old boy, oh. you can sing anytime you want to. What would you like to sing about? Well, the baseball season's off to a big start now, so I, uh, well, I kind of thought I'd like to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Good idea. Go ahead. Don't get would hurt. Would you uh, join me? Well, I might even drown you out some parts. Go right ahead. <laughs> Philco's portable radio takes Kenneth wherever he wants to go. When I can't get out to the baseball park, you can hear me remark. I'll be out to the ball game, though I'm not really there. Maybe I'm home at my wife's request, or maybe I'm giving my whiskers a rest, but I'll still be out to the ball game without getting out of my chair. I have a Philco portable set, it'll get me there. Or anywhere. <laughs> Pretty good. Yes, one, two, three, and you're out at the old ball game with Philco's sensational new plastic portable. Tops for travel listening. Take it anywhere to get you all the big games, all the big shows, and the best bands of the land. It's a three-way portable, plays on battery, AC or DC, and a colorful, lightweight cabinet that's an eye-catcher for sure. Your choice of four smart colors, a fashion flash in ivory, tan, maroon, or blue-green. Ask your Philco dealer now for the new 602 Portable. From Philco, the leader. Here's an old tune. It's a show tune, by the way. It's enjoying a little comeback. I'm happy to assist, even in my insignificant way, in its return. be wrong but I think you're wonderful I may be wrong but I think you're swell I like your style say I think you're marvelous I'm always wrong So how can I tell All of my shirts are unsightly All of my ties are a crime If dear in you I've picked rightly It's the very first time you came along And I think you're wonderful I think you're grand But I may be wrong I may be wrong 
But I think you're wonderful I may be wrong But I think you're swell I like your style Say, I think you're marvelous I'm always wrong So how can I tell? All of my shirts are unsightly All of my ties are a crime If dear in you I pick rightly It's the very first time You came along And I think you're wonderful I think you're grand But I may be I may be wrong, but I have a hunch that the program is almost over, too. Does that mean we can go now, Bing, or do we have to stick around and sweep the stage? No, no. Gordon McRae and his gang are going to clean up, Claudette. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for offering to help. You're very sweet. And thanks for coming down. Oh, it was wonderful, Bing. Who's your guest next week? Next week, Claudette, the mighty Barry Fitzgerald pays us a visit. Oh, he's so wonderful. That's what everybody says all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, bonsoir, Claudette, bonsoir. Ladies and gentlemen, and thank you again. For uh, the lot for coming down, Claudette. Where are we? <laughs> You're supposed to say goodbye. I'm supposed to say good night, B. Good night, Claudette. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> Bonsoir. <laughs> Je suis très heureux. Ladies and gentlemen, the Los Angeles Police Relief Association. <laughs> My bridge is bothering me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Los Angeles Police Relief Association. <laughs> Once again is presenting its annual show at the Shrine Auditorium. The funds derived from this show are expended for recreational facilities for children, sponsoring boy and girl scout activities, and assist the officer and his family in time of distress. The police are always on hand for your benefit. Won't you be on hand to benefit the police? They have a wonderful show. They've had a great show every year, and I think you all should go down there and give yourselves a treat. Good night, folks, and thanks very much. was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Barry Fitzgerald. And remember, keep your eye on your Philco dealer now for the newest thing in radio from Philco, the leader.
So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April showers come You'll be on your way to New York Gee, you must be thrilled over the idea of getting back to Broadway Ken, thrill ain't the word for it No? Do you know the first thing I'm going to do when I hit the big town? What's that, Al? Just listen, son, and I'll tell you I'll climb up that Woolworth and kiss every floor The subway makes music for me with its roar I'm dying to feel that I'm living once more Gotta get back to New York there's only one statue, I know you'll agree That dame with a torch, looking over the sea The smell of the products is perfume to me Gotta get back to New York Train, keep on going train I'm riding home again Feet, keep on going feet On each old dirty street there's only one statue, I know you'll agree That dame with a torch, looking over the sea The smell of the products is perfume to me Gotta get back to New York The way you sang that song, Al you're the singingest man I ever heard. Thank you, Oscar. Come from you, that's a compliment. And I, uh, no wonder they wrote an article about you in Carnet Magazine. Carnet Magazine? Oscar, tell Jolie what you read. An article called, and in big type, Al Jolson, America's Minstrel Man. And don't tell me you didn't read it. Oh, I read it, Oscar. I, I just wanted to hear you say Al Jolson. The name falls so pleasantly on my ear. <laughs> Well, there's one part of the story that bewilders me. Yeah? It says you enjoy giving presents more than anything else. I do, Oscar. That you shower old friends with luxurious wristwatches. I do that. I've been with you all season. How old does a friend have to be to get one of those luxurious watches? Oscar, you and I hardly know each other. I guess to be an old friend of Jolson's, you'd have to be a cabin boy with Columbus. <laughs> Oscar, look, if you read that article, you'd know I'm not that old. In fact, honestly, and I'm not clowning about this, it's serious. I don't really know how old I am. Well, your parents must have known. Well, here's a funny thing, Oscar. Five years ago or so, I asked my dad, and he said I, he said I was 49. And I said, Papa, how do you know for sure that I'm 49? And my dad said, it's very simple. Last year, you were 48. <laughs> your father must have been a whiz at mathematics. Mm -hmm. Al, I can imagine when I'm 100 years old, the nasty things they'll be saying about me. If anybody says anything nasty about you when you're 100 years old, Oscar, I'll be there to shut them up. <laughs> I believe it. There are two things we'll always have in this world. Taxes 
and Al Jolson. <laughs> and uh, another thing we can't stop tonight is Oscar Levant. And tonight Oscar's going to play a piece by Claude Achille Debussy, one of the French Impressionist composers. One of the predominant characteristics of Debussy's music is the use of the pentatonic scale. Now, for those uh, who don't know what a pentatonic scale is, <laughs> and that's me, <clears throat> Oscar will play a beautiful thing by Debussy called Gollywog's Cakewalk. Folks, tonight's the night when we turn over a new lettuce leaf and talk of spring and salads. Cool, crisp, delectable salads topped with a dressing everybody loves, the one and only Miracle Whip. Yes, the one and only Miracle Whip, for it simply can't be copied. Miracle Whip salad dressing, you know, is a unique blend made from an exclusive recipe that combines the qualities of old-fashioned boiled dressing and fine mayonnaise. Then a special craft beater gives it surpassing smoothness. You'll want to keep famous Miracle Whip always on hand. Zesty, yet not a bit too sharp, it has an irresistible flavor that millions prefer. Ask for Miracle Whip tomorrow. No, it 
that is, Al? Well, I forget the name of it, Oscar, but I'm sure of one thing. Irving Berlin wrote it. <laughs> Irving Berlin didn't write it. It's the Grieg Concerto in A minor, which I recently recorded with the New York Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra. Mm -hmm. And the record is vinylite. That means it's unbreakable. Unbreakable? I wonder why they don't make my records unbreakable. <laughs> it's very simple. Mine they want to keep. Yours they want to break. <laughs> Oscar, don't be so smart. They, they don't need to make my records last a lifetime. They know I'll always be around to make fresh ones. I've learned not to argue that point. <laughs> Al, do you remember this? Oscar, stop me, stop Oscar, me! Please, wait a minute. Oscar. Yeah? Goodness, don't play that saber dance anymore. You've played it so much, you want the saber down to an ice pick. <laughs> I'm not going to play it. I just want to refresh your memory. You see, the composer, Aram Kachaturian, is in disfavor with the Russian government. And they've taken away his mansion, his cars, and his artist's privileges. Well, I knew if you kept on playing that saber dance, you'd get Stalin mad at somebody. <laughs> Stalin never listens to this program. You know? He only likes truth or consequences. Truth or consequences? How come? Well, he's going to start a program just like it in Russia Called Truth or Go to Siberia <laughs> Oscar, who, who's writing your material? Walla Winchell? <laughs> now look, forget that Kachaturi guy, will you? And noodle me something before I have to take away your privileges Yes, master Very strange, enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eyes, but very wise. Was he? And then one day, one magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. Greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. going to stop me? No, no, Oscar. Sing as much of that song as you want, because that song reminds me that in a couple of hours, I'm going to be on the Super Chief heading for New York. Gee, I'd like to be going with you. You are, Oscar. We're going to do our next three programs from New York. Wait a minute. Aren't you going to the Super Chief with me and the rest of the gang tonight? 
Now, I couldn't make the super chief. No? So I'm taking a slower train. The squaw. (laughs) (laughs) They carry its young on its back. (laughs) No no matter how you go, it's going to be great to get back to New York. Really, it is. Great to come back to New York. I feel a cue coming on for an old George M. Cohan song from an old George M. Cohan play sung by an old George M. Cohan singer. And I mean an old George M. Cohan singer. That boy reads my mind. No one can read your mind. All they can do is look at the pictures. Now look, stop thrumming through my mind and play. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Tell them how much I'm yearning to mingle with the old time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there, there, long. You know, Al, that song really makes me anxious to get there. What a town. Do you know that they bought New York from the Indians for $24? Really? And the Indians took a loss, because I sold it to them for $35. <laughs> they probably needed ready cash. Mm-hmm. Al, remember when the young fellas used to take their best girl and go for a ride around Central Park in a handsome cab? Oscar, they still do. The last time I walked through the park, I saw a young couple holding hands as the cabbie drove them around. And as they rode, the boy was singing this song to his girl. Are the stars out tonight? I don't know if it's cloudy or bright Cause I only have eyes For you, dear The moon may be high But I can't see a thing in the sky Cause I only have eyes for you I don't know if we're in a garden Or on a crowded avenue You are here, so am I Maybe millions of people go by But they all disappear From view And I Only have eyes
Gosh, Al, I could stand here all night and listen to you sing. (laughs) If I could stand. (laughs) Victor, look, you don't have to stand. Somebody, look, somebody, come on, bring a chair with Victor Moore. I am a little tired. I've been standing all day posing for the Fisk Tire advertisement. Fisk? Fisk Tire advertisement? Yes, I inspired the slogan, Time to Retire. (laughs) I'm the little boy with a candle. Yeah, by now it must be all burned out. (laughs) Tell me, Victor, what brings you to the music hall? Want some cheese? Now, I wanted to talk to you about something else. Yeah? You see, with all the political talk in the newspapers, I was thinking I would run for office, too. Oh, but, Victor, it's hard work running for president. You've got to travel around the country. You've got to pitch hay. You've got... By the way, do you know how to milk a cow? No, I never know which is hot and which is cold. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to run for president. You're not, huh? No, I was vice president once, but I didn't like it. It's been before my time. (laughs) There's so many governors running for president, I thought I'd run for governor. (laughs) Victor, uh, are you really serious about this thing? Oh, yes. You see, all the news about politics has got me so excited I could scream. I think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a butterfly calling to its mate. Yes, just call me Nature Boy. Well, Nature Boy, what's all this got to do with me? You see, all I know about politics, Victor, you go in a booth, you make an X, and the next year your taxes go up. Oh, you don't need to know anything else. Oh, that's fine. That's why I picked you. What? <laughs> all I want is for you to put up the money for my campaign expenses. Whenever they ask for money, I wish Larry Parks was playing me. <laughs> Victor, look, what were the expenses before? Well, uh, printing speeches, hiring halls, <coughs> train trips, nightclubs, and gifts to cigarette and hat check girls. Wait a minute, just a moment. What are the nightclubs and hatchet girls and the cigarette girls for? Well, you can't expect me to work all the time. <laughs> this boy is old like I am. <laughs> but, Victor, how, how much money would it cost? Oh, two million dollars. Two million dollars? Why do you need that much? Well, in case I lose, I want to be able to live comfortably. <laughs> Victor, wait a minute. It, it, it just, it really shouldn't. It shouldn't take that much money to run for governor, you know. Well, it depends on what state I run in. The bigger the state, the more it costs. Well, here's 75 cents run in Rhode Island. <laughs> you won't uh, be making a mistake, Al. I've had a lot of experience with political campaigns. Yeah. Why, I swept the country with Hoover. Herbert Hoover? It wasn't the vacuum, Ken. <laughs> Victor, wait a minute. Are you trying to pull my leg? Yes, it's the only exercise I can stand. <laughs> Victor, look, actors can't be politicians. I, I know how you feel. Now, take me, for instance. Many's the night I lay awake thinking of being president. But then I said to myself, it, 
Is it better to have your head on the money or your hands on it? That's the way I feel. <laughs> but if you get behind me, Al, I could win. I already got my campaign slogan. Yeah? What is it? It's, I shall return, but I can't stay long. <laughs> Well, I, I, I know a better slogan for you, Victor. It's government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Abraham Lincoln said that. I know, but he told me I could use it any time I wanted. <laughs> well, Abe was a nice boy. Yes, he was to both yeah. of us. And, uh... <laughs> do you agree to back me, Al? Well, I, I don't know, Victor. You see, I have to be careful about my finances. You know... It isn't so easy nowadays to get money. After all, I, I can't just go out and dig it up in my backyard. You want to bet? <laughs> Victor, meet Oscar Levant. Yes, it's the only exercise I can stand. <laughs> I, 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 My name is Oscar Levant. Yes, yeah. Uh, they gave me two pages the same. <laughs> if I'd only been born 20 years sooner, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, Al, what are you two guys doing? Matching vitamin pills? <laughs> I, I came to... over to see Al about politics. I'm thinking of throwing my hat in the ring. You better throw it underhand so you won't tie yourself out. <laughs> Al, Oscar seems to be alive. Why? Maybe he could be my campaign manager. There's an idea. By the way, Oscar, have you got any ideas? Sure. The first thing I'd advise is that Victor Moore change his name to McKinley. Change my name to McKinley? What for? I can get a wonderful buy on 8,000 old McKinley buttons. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't, don't joke about this. Victor's very serious. Okay. What are your politics, Victor? Well... Sometimes I lean to the left, and, <laughs> and sometimes I lean to the right. I mean your politics, not your physical condition. <laughs> Victor, look, before we go into this thing, we ought to get an idea how you make a campaign speech. Now, pretend your train has stopped at a small town. You step out on the back platform to talk to the crowd. Hundreds of people are standing there waiting for your words. Is it raining? <laughs> Now, wait a minute. What's the difference? Well, I just like to think that people are so fond of me, they'll stand there getting pneumonia to hear me. Al, if Victor wants to speak in the rain, let him. Go ahead, Vic. Friends, I'm here. Gesundheit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that for? Everybody's sneezing. Oh, I see. It's raining hard. Friends, I'm not here to beg you to get behind me. I'm not here to plead with you for your votes. I'm not here to... Al. Yeah? What am I here for? <laughs> now, look, Victor, let's stop this. Even if you came governor and went to Sacramento, California, you wouldn't like it. Why not? Well, listen to the trouble politicians have. Kiss a baby before it talks. And you will catch the chicken in a box. You'll have to stuff the ballot box. Sacramento, he won't come. I agree with Al. Victor, a governor, you won't make. 
Yeah. You're much too old, and besides, you'll shake. Yeah. You would start a small earthquake, Sacramento. He won't come. I think I'm a pushover, and please, nobody push. Vote for me, and I can't be beat. I'm gonna take off a little meat. Wedge me in the governor's seat, Sacramento. I can't make it. <laughs> Sacramento, he can't make it. April showers may bring May flowers, but the markets are blooming too with all kinds of crisp, delicious salad fixings. So now's the time to serve them often. Salads topped with a dressing millions prefer, the one and only Miracle Whip. Yes, famous Miracle Whip salad dressing with its lively, different flavor. Not a bit too bland, not too sharp. Everybody loves its irresistible goodness, and its goodness that simply can't be copied. For Miracle Whip, you see, is a unique type of salad dressing. Made by a secret recipe, it combines the qualities of old-fashioned boiled dressing and fine mayonnaise. Then a special beater, patented and used exclusively by Kraft, gives it marvelous texture, a velvety smoothness that even experts envy. So whether you're serving a hearty main dish salad, a colorful combination of fruits, or a spring vegetable salad, top it with a dressing the whole family from dad to junior will really enjoy. The most popular salad dressing ever created, the one and only Miracle Whip. Folks, every hour of the day and night, we hear a lot of advice on the air offering every which kind of remedy that guarantees to pick us up when we're feeling low. Well, old Doc Jolson has a remedy that beats them all, and I'll guarantee it'll bring happiness to any home. And here's the remedy. Just gather the family around the piano and everybody sing. That's all there is to it. And here's a song that everyone, from the kids to grandma and grandpa, know and can sing. But I'd give the world to see That old gang of mine I can forget that old quartet That sang sweet Goodbye forever, old fellows and gals. Goodbye forever, old sweethearts and pals. God bless them, But I'd give the world to see. What a gang. Yes, what a gang. I could go on talking about them for hours. The things we did, the fun we had. Wonderful kids. And out of those slums came some of the biggest men of the nation. Merchants, editors. And one of them became governor, one of our biggest states. Yes, you guessed it. Al Smith. What a melting pot. Wonderful, isn't it? 
It could only happen here. And I'm proud, I'm proud that I was once one of them. Goodbye forever, old fellows and gals. Goodbye forever, old sweethearts and pals. God bless them, But I give the world to see that old gang of mine. Good night, folks. Soon appear in the Benedict Gorgeous production on our merry way. Next Thursday, our special guest will be Groucho Marx. This is Ken Carpenter saying good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.